Boom. Vanderboom. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mark Standish, and you're listening to Critical Faith. This podcast is coming to you from the Center for Philosophy, Religion, and Social Ethics at the Institute for Christian Studies. ICS is a graduate school of philosophy in Toronto, where I'm a junior member. We're gathering friends and members of our ICS community here on this podcast to talk about all things faith, scholarship, and society, and the many ways those things interact. We hope Critical Faith gives you a bit of a glimpse into the everyday life of ICS. I'm Danielle Yet, and today we want to introduce you to a new member of the ICS community. Recently, ICS added a new senior member to our ranks, Dr. Edith Vanderboom. Dr. Vanderboom joins us as the new Assistant Professor of Philosophy of Education and Practice of Pedagogy, as well as the new Director of the MA in Educational Leadership Program, or the MAEL as we call it. So we want to take a moment here on the podcast to introduce Dr. Vanderboom and talk with her about some of her hopes and plans for the MAEL. So, on with the show. The MAEL program continues ICS's legacy of support for Christian education, offering current K-12 Christian school teachers and administrators the opportunity to pursue a graduate degree closely tied to their own teaching and leadership practices. In a joint effort with the Christian Teacher Academy in Ontario, this program combines a history of reformational scholarship with a project-based learning model to invite deep reflection on one's own teaching and leadership practices. Dr. Edith Vanderbroom, who joins us today, will be directing this MAEL program and brings her own research interests and years of experience in Christian schools to this position. So welcome, Edith. Thank you very much. So first, we'd like to hear your story. What's your own educational background and how did you get involved in Christian education? So my experiences in Christian education are extensive. As a child, I was blessed to attend Christian schools as early as grade one. Throughout my elementary, my secondary, and my university years, I attended Christian schools. But my experiences in these schools were good and yet not perfect. I struggled as a learner and have had experiences that were really challenging. But my love for Christian education and my personal learning struggles motivated me to think about how to better support students who struggle with their learning. So my teaching career began at Timothy Christian School in Rexdale. Here I began as a regular classroom teacher and what was then called a remedial teacher for students who were struggling academically. 
After only two years, I lost my mentor. And so I actually quit my position at Timothy Christian School, knowing that I needed to move somewhere else where I could learn more about teaching students with exceptionalities. So that's when I began a 12-year experience as a special education resource teacher with the Toronto District School Board. And I had an opportunity there to uh, teach in several different schools throughout Etobicoke. After 12 years of what I would say was both challenging and rewarding experiences, a job opportunity came up at John Knox Christian School in Oakville as a special education coordinator. Uh, I applied for the job and was able to uh, get it. And in the position, I had the privilege of working with a team of co-workers. So it got, brought me great joy as we worked together to provide Christian education for all of our students. However, my desire was to learn more and more about education and to be more effective in my work. After 11 years in this position, I decided to take a year's leave of absence and begin a PhD program in developmental psychology and education. When I returned a year later, uh, I approached my principal about returning, but more on a part-time basis so that I'd have time to complete my studies but also stay grounded in the reality that was happening in the school. I was then offered a new position as director of learning. And in that role, I was able to support teachers in their practices by leading the curricular decisions that needed to be made, thinking about pedagogy with them and what that should look like in our school, as well as a leading professional development. My focus really shifted from just providing excellent education for students with exceptionalities to providing every single student in the school the same opportunities. Whether a child is struggling or is working beyond grade level expectations or is just average, they all deserved to be considered as individual and that they be given the opportunities that they needed to become all that God had made them to be. Hmm. Awesome, that, yeah. Um, you mentioned that you, shifted from teaching students with exceptionalities to then helping teachers um, address all of their students' learning needs. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if what was difficult and what excited you and excites you about that shift? Um, so I think it is, um, for me, um, when I was finishing my graduate work with my master's, I came across um, the concept of differentiated instruction. And prior to that, my, my line that I often used with teachers was, every teacher needs to be a special education teacher, because I really felt that the strong strategies that were being used with students who were struggling benefited all students. And after studying for my Master's of Arts, I really felt that differentiated instruction gave us a better understanding of how actually do we create a learning opportunity that was sensitive to each learner and their needs? And I don't believe that God has created any child in a way that um, is wrong. And so approaching our students and thinking of them as having exceptionalities rather than thinking of them as having deficiencies. I believe that we all come to the table with different strengths and different areas of need. And I think it's really important that 
as educators, we see the child as a whole. And just because they perhaps don't come with skills or interests that we have, it doesn't mean that what they have or how they learn is wrong. It's different. And we need to get better as educators at thinking about ways of how do we provide for students so that they can learn. As I had mentioned earlier, as a child, I really struggled in school. I had huge difficulties and I had kids make fun of me for that. But it wasn't, I don't believe that I wasn't smart enough. It was just that I, the way they were teaching me really didn't resonate with me. And I needed to have uh, to be taught in a way that was a little different. And once I learned how to learn, things really came together. And I, I want to be able to look at each child and think about who they are and how they learn and help them find that, that love for learning that works for them and not to try to force them into a way of learning that actually doesn't work for them, but works for other people. And so I think that's a really important piece. And thinking about how do we do this in a practical way, again, brings me back to the ideas of differentiated instruction, because then you're really looking at who the student is and what program or learning opportunities can we set up to help that particular student be successful in their learning. So you mentioned that you had a good experience with Christian education, but it could have been better. What's one way that you think Christian education can improve generally? I think Christian education can improve by being intentional about their next steps. And I highly value the research in education that informs us of best practices and how to do things well. And I think as Christian schools, we need to be intentional about looking at that research and learning how to apply it to our own practice. I think that's one of the things that makes me very passionate about this MAEL program is that now we have a graduate program here in Ontario where we can take what's foundational to us, our faith, and use that as the foundation to building uh, teaching practices that are effective, that are excellent, that are better than what we've done before. Mm. And I put myself in those shoes as well, where I'm never looking to be the same from year to year. I'm always looking to improve my practice. And I think that's important for all of us in Christian schools to be able to do that. And so I, I'm looking forward to learning along with students. I don't believe that instructors, whether you teach a primary grade um, in an elementary school or whether you're a high school, university, or even graduate, that the instructor holds all the answers. I think that uh, my job is to definitely uh, coach teachers and leaders and to help them in their learning journey. But their learning journey is going to look very different than what my learning journey was. 
But to go on those journeys together with graduate students, I think is an, an exciting opportunity. And I'm really looking forward to that. So I guess that leads me to my next question. Thinking about the MAEL program at ICS, what kinds of learners would you like to see in the program? So the learners that <laughs> come to this program definitely need to have a growth mindset. They need to know that they will be coming to learn um, and be excited about the opportunities to learn. They also need to be uh, have an understanding of who God has made them to be. I don't believe that every teacher or every leader in a school brings the same gifts or talents with them. They are definitely part of a body of believers, just as um, scripture talks about. I think that same description applies to our schools. And I think students that come to this program really need to seek out what God is calling them to and to be able to develop the skills that he's given them and not to be afraid to try things that perhaps they've never tried before and to seek out perhaps other opportunities of learning that they've never had a chance to experience before. And I would say the MAEL program would be a great place to start. I think it really makes us think about, you know, what is important to what I do. And I think if you have a desire as an educator to become better at what you're doing, then I think that this would be a great place to start to dive deep into what do I truly believe about education and how can I improve my practice so that I am fulfilling my calling as an educator. This is sort of related. Um, what kind of learning environment would you like to create in the MAEL program? And what kind of um, relationships would you like to cultivate between MAEL students? Yeah, so the environment that I can see in the MAEL program is very much one of student-led learning. On our website, uh, ICS says, you know, we want to encourage students to discover their own interests and give students the space and support to grow into their own scholarship. And it also goes on to say that the ICS curriculum is broad and deep. And I believe that those statements are true. I have so appreciated my own opportunity as a graduate student to discover my own interests and have the space and support to grow in my own scholarship and to be uh, encouraged and led to curriculum that is broad and deep, much broader and much deeper than I could have ever, ever imagined. And so I think that openness sets out a culture of creativity, allowing each student to grow the gifts that God has blessed him or her with. I know that in our grade schools and our high schools, we talk about student-led environments because they respect diversity. They're managed um, democratically. They give students choice. They allow access to a variety of resources in order for learning to be differentiated. And so student-led learning is important at all levels of education, as well as providing students with encouragement and support. Great. So 
What do you see as some of the burning questions or issues for Christian education today? So God's word, I feel, continues to be our guidebook as we think about Christian education today. Um, Ephesians 2, 10 tells us we are God's handiwork and we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Mark 12, 30 to 31 instructs us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, you should love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Psalm 24, 1 and 2 tells us that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. I'd like to see Christian educators develop deeper learning. A learning that lets students take what they've learned in one situation and apply it to a new situation. As Christian educators, uh, we can develop deeper learning within the context of a celebration of who the learner is. I'd like to see students think about what does it mean to be created in the image of God? And how then do we impress upon students the high calling that that gives them? As Christian educators, we can develop deeper learning within the context of a mindfulness towards learning design. So how curriculum, instruction, and assessment inspire us to live out our lives as kingdom ambassadors who are intentional about character formation and loving our neighbors. I think we should be asking the questions like, what does it mean to love God and my neighbor? And how do we teach students to demonstrate that love? Mm. As Christian educators, I think that we need to develop deeper learning within the context of uh, responsiveness to culture. How do we embody our mission in every aspect of school life? And how do we live it out in God's word? So as educators, we together have to ask our students, what is a Christian response to culture? How can we motivate students to learn about cultures and honor diversity? And so I think that the MAEL program is actually being intentionally designed to have students develop critical, reflective skills about deeper learning in Christian schools, about gaining understanding of inquiry-based learning and designing projects as a means to help their schools grow in deeper learning pedagogy, and contributing to the communal learning of the Christian school movement by presenting their projects um, to authentic audiences, such as their staff, uh, possibly a board of directors, a school community, or even the Advanced Teachers Conference. Great. So at the beginning of this interview, we talked about your experience of Christian education. And I wonder about what the advantage of Christian education is. And what do you think is the is the real treasure of Christian education more generally? Hmm. Yeah. So I've I've had the opportunity to work in both Christian and public school settings, and as in all schools, Christian schools I think need to be places where diversity is celebrated, and that culture is one of joy and belonging for students that integrate both academic and socially emotional learning. Um, I think that the learning needs to be purpose-driven and not about grades. Mm. 
and that we need to empower our students to share their view and their stories, as well as to think creatively. Within this culture and within our Christian schools, students should be applying biblical truths to their daily life and demonstrating wonder for God, for their neighbor, and for creation. I think students need to be more intentional about developing their Christian worldview by connecting classroom learning with real-life contexts. And that brings me back to that scripture again, where it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Loving God and loving my neighbor needs to be a daily goal. And in Christian schools, we need to think about communities both locally and globally. So I think students need to remain current in educational research and consider how to be intentional about developing Christian education. Great. So people who may be considering the MAEL program might be weighing their options at OISE, for example, or at Brock in terms of doing an MED or something equivalent. I wonder about what the advantage of doing an ICS MAEL would be, especially from a Christian perspective, over and against one of those more mainstream programs in, say, Brock or OISE? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I would say that, yeah, it comes back to Christian worldview. Uh, when I went to Brock and to OISE for my graduate programs, um, this MAEL program did not exist at ICS. And yet I was committed to education within the Christian school. Uh, because it's really important to me, and I think it's of such high value. And I know that for me, I would have had love to have done my studies within the context of Christian education um, in an institution like ICS, so that I could have developed this whole Christian worldview a lot more in the immersion of my program rather than as more of an afterthought. And I think it's really helpful to be able to talk and to struggle and to think about how do we love God and how do we love our neighbor within the context of this profession that I'm now in as a, a teacher or a principal or a, a school leader. And what does that look like? And so for me, that's the big piece of uh, what I'm excited about going forward and being part of the learning that will happen at ICS in this program in particular. And that brings us to our final segment, What's Your Pleasure? This is where we get to kick off our shoes and talk about the other things we do for fun. The movies and television shows we're watching, the sports and games we play, the food and drink we make and enjoy, the music we listen to, and so on. So Mark, what's your pleasure? So my pleasure this week is a TV show, which I had watched most of the first season when it came out, but never actually finished it. The TV show is called Succession, and it's an HBO show. It's basically about like 
uh, a fictionalized version of the Murdoch family. There's a like a patriarch basically who's a billionaire trying to give his media company down to his children. Anyways, the executive producers are Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Oh. Adam McKay was like the one of the lead writers for Saturday Night Live for a long time. Uh, and obviously Will Ferrell, you know who that is. And so it's a really like it's not a comedy, but it has a lot of like comedic elements and but in like in a really dark way. And my pleasure is more specific than the show though. My pleasure is a character on the show. So there's this like cousin Greg mm-hmm. and he didn't grow up with wealth at all. And the whole thing's about like how these wealthy children just treat everyone like crap. And he is like struggling so much for money and they don't realize it. Um, but he's actually quite shrewd. And he's always put in these very uncomfortable situations, like shredding really sensitive documents um, that is just like encapsulates Cousin Greg. Uh, who's like really funny, um, but also really awkward. And so Cousin Greg is my pleasure. Why Why does Cousin Greg speak to you, Mark? <laughs> it's because it's he's just like, he needs money so badly. Like he like, is always in this very precarious position and no one notices. So it speaks to me. I don't know. I just find it very funny <laughs> how he like finds his way out of these like very difficult situations in very like awkward but kind of shrewd ways as well. <laughs> um my pleasure is also TV movie related. So some will remember an earlier tirade that I went on about uh animated films and television. Yeah. It is a deep affinity of mine and one of the kind of giants of, I think, really high quality animation is Studio Ghibli. Mm. And it's really hard to get hold of their um, their films uh, because of licensing issues and copyright and everything. Yeah. But uh, recently Netflix somehow got hold of their licensing and nearly all, I want to say, of Studio Ghibli's films made their way onto Netflix. So I've been very, very happily <laughs> making my way through both some old favorites mm. uh, and some of the ones that I've never gotten around to seeing. So I managed to see Whisper of the Heart, which was very good. I really liked that one. Uh, Secret of Arietti was one that I watched the other day. There's a version of the Earth Sea stories that Ghibli managed to make, which was hit or miss. Um, But yeah, so there's plenty more on there. So that has been my pleasure and will continue to be my pleasure for a while yet, I think. (laughs) That's it for our show this week. If you'd like to know more about the Center for Philosophy, Religion, and Social Ethics, the Institute for Christian Studies, or the MAEL program, you can find more information at www.icscanada.edu. If anything from this week's show piqued your interest, you can also email us at criticalfaith at icscanada.edu. You can also find us on Twitter. 
You can follow Mark as at Mark Standish. You can follow me as at Beware the Yeti. You can follow Edith as at Edith B-D-B-O-O-M. And you can follow ICS as at I-N-S-C-H-R. And from the heart of ICS, thank you all for listening. This has been Critical Faith. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, follow along with us on Spotify, or find us on your podcast app of choice. Remember, following and reviewing the podcast helps people find us and keeps us on their radar. Most importantly, tell your friends.